Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. We thank you, Father, that we can grow up and become strong soldier, engage in the warfare to fight against the enemy, the enemy of the flesh, the enemy of demons and Satan, the enemy of the system of the world, Father. Father, I tell you, Lord, I pray to you. I don't want members of this house to be babies forever, to be weak, to have a victim mentality. To be defeated by the things of this world, I want to see them strong and victorious, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we commit this time to you. Amen. Amen. I would like to come back to the series of the teaching called "Rejoice Always." I have not finished the whole series yet. I preached about two years ago, then I stopped. But I want to come back a little bit. In Nehemiah chapter eight, verse nine. The Bible says, "And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, 'This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep.' For all the people wept; they heard the words because they heard the word of the law. These people were so." Sad, so depressed, and they wept because they knew they repented. They knew that they backslid, and they did not practice the word of the Lord. So when they heard the word under the anointing, they were convicted and repented. In Nehemiah chapter eight verse ten, the Bible continued to say, "Then he said to them, 'Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those.'" For whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Christian life should be the life of joy, the life of happiness, because we have faith in God, and God tell us. The Bible says, "Do not grieve, do not sorrow." If the Lord Jesus Christ Show up in your bedroom, and tell you stop grieving, stop being sorry, stop putting yourself down. What you gonna do? That's what he say in the book of John, chapter fourteen, verse one. This is a command from the Lord. He will not command us to do if we cannot do it. He knows we can do it. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. The Lord is telling us: Stop being in trouble. Stop being sorrowful and sad and depressed. You need to believe. The faith will make you joyful. When you have faith in God, you are joyful. You're full of joy. Verse twenty-seven say. Peace, I live with you. My peace, I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, 
Neither let it be afraid. When the Lord speaks to some of us, don't be sad, don't be fearful, don't grieve. I believe some of us may answer this way. I cannot help it, Master. If you're going through what I'm going through right now, you would have been sad as well, like me. I could not do it. I have to be upset. I have to cry. I cannot do what you tell me to do. But today, in this sermon, I want to encourage you to stand up in faith and believe and rejoice that the greater one is on the inside of you. No matter what happened around you in society or in the pandemic around the world, the greater one is on the inside of you. You may be be facing a bad situation. You need to stop looking at those things. Stop looking at the YouTube too much. All the bad news around the world. Looking at the Bible. Looking at God. Looking at the greater one who is on the inside of you. Look at the promises of God. Quit looking and thinking about the problem in the world right now. You quit yielding to sorrow and grief. You should not look at the sickness that you're facing. Stop looking at the economy situation right now. Keep looking at God. You need to resist bad things. You need to resist and don't yield to grief, sorrow, fear, and depression. Have I ever been fearful and depressed? Yes. Sometimes I worry, but the Holy Spirit slap on my face and say, Wake up, son, Dr. Lau, wake up, stop being sorrowful, wake up, resist it, say no, quit. You know why God said that to us? Let not your heart be troubled. Because the fact is, depression, grief, sorrow, and fear will drain you will make you sick. They are killers. They drain your energy. And you're going to be sick if you live in depression. That's why the Bible says, don't sorrow, but be joyful because what is the opposite to grief? The joy of the Lord is your strength. In the medical field, we already proved that people who laugh, who are joyful, have a strong immune system in the body, and they rarely get sick because they're so strong inside. The joy of the Lord is a big force. The joy of the Lord is our strength, is the power of God. We are not talking about some off-color jokes or dirty jokes. We are not talking about the surface laughing. We are talking about the quickening of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We are talking about the joy of the Lord, not human joy, that we can laugh in the Holy Spirit. We can have joy of faith because we believe the greater one is inside us. And the joy of the Lord will give strength and life and power to our mind, to our feelings, to our soul, to our spirit, and to our body. It's a quickening of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you face trouble, what do you need? When you face sickness, what do you need? When you face 
all the problems in this world and your own personal problem, what you need, you need strength, you need power in order to overcome them and to go through them with victory. But if you're sad, you are weak. You're gonna be defeated. Is that right? If you want to have victory, a soldier of Christ, are you a soldier of Christ? You need to have victory. You need to have strength. You need to really stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and start to laugh in the Holy Spirit, even though the situation looks hopeless. But the mighty one, the greater one on the inside of you, can overcome that problem for you, because you have faith in Him. Greater one is inside. He is greater than the one who is in the world, and He can make you more than conquerors. He can make you the overcomer. Is that right? How many people want to be conquerors, overcomer? Okay. What the overcomers do? What do they do? They come over the problem. That's why I like the picture in the Bible of eagle. Eagle fly above the storm. I like the picture of a big tree of the kingdom. It's above the ground. We are above the problem. We come over the problem. We are not going under the problem. Everyone say, "I'm not going under." I go over. I come over. My dear brother, sister, whatever problem in your life, decide to be joyful. Don't be sad. Decide to look at God, and fill with the Holy Spirit, and fill with the joy of the Lord. No matter what experience you have, you choose to have joy. You choose to rejoice, and then you can have strength to go over the problem and become an overcomer. We all can make decision. Is that right? It's a decision. We're going to decide to be sad and fail and be overcome by problem. Or we're going to decide to be an overcomer, be joyful, have faith in God. Let me tell you the truth. I'm teaching you spiritual principle in this teaching a little bit deep, but I think we need to hear deep teaching sometime. What we decide to look at. What we decide to think about, to talk about, to meditate about, will really dictate whether we're gonna come over the problem or we're gonna go under the problem. What we think about, are you thinking about the little virus COVID-19 all day long? I'm not thinking about COVID-19. I'm thinking about my Jesus. My commander, I think about my God. I meditate on the promises of God. I think about Him. I resist negative thoughts. I resist all the fear, all the sadness. I choose to look at God. I choose to look at the One on the inside of me. I choose to meditate on the things of God, not on the negative things. Faith is a choice. Do you know that? Faith is a choice. You can choose to believe anything you want. That's why so many people have been brainwashed by all this internet thing to make you so fearful. We need to be renewed by the word. 
to think in a positive way. Don't be fearful. Some of you say, "I cannot stop crying. I cannot stop being hurt." No, you can. Get up. Say no. I choose not to be depressed. I choose not to be negative. You can make a choice. You make a choice to yield to grief or sadness and fear, or you're g o i n g to say, "Get out of here! I resist you. Get out of here right now." If you are sad for a long time, you're depressed for a long time. I noticed lately since the pandemic happened, a lot of people are so depressed, very depressed, because they keep thinking about this pandemic. They keep listening to all these bad news instead of listening to the good sermon to build their faith. They're so depressed. They yield to the problem and depression for a long time. They're drained. They lose the joy of the Lord. They're so weak and so negative. Wow! We should stop that. We should look at God, and we should. Let the Holy Spirit quicken on the inside of us, revive us, pour His power, pour His strength into our lives, so that we can be strong. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what obstacle you are going through right now, when you are strong, when you are full of joy, when you're full of faith, you quicken the Holy Spirit to work for you. The greater one on the inside of you is going to start to perform miracle for you, give you the breakthrough. And you can go through this obstacle with victory. You're going to come out with victory. I like King David when he faced Goliath. Goliath is big. When he faced Goliath, he said this way: "You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord." Where did he look at? Did he look at the giant? Did he look at that COVID 1 9 that little virus? <laughs> I come against you in the name of the Lord. He looked at God. He looked at the Almighty God, the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. Wow, King David learned how to walk by faith. He was not scared. He just looked at Goliath and smiled, and say, "You can be knocked down today by one stone." He was a man of faith. We need to be that kind of people. Amen. My God is so big. The problem in the world is so small compared to God. I can overcome. I'm gonna have the joy of the Lord. I'm not gonna be defeated. I'm not gonna be destroyed. I'm not gonna go under. I am an overcomer. I'm more than conquerors. The problem right now, I'm not afraid. Amen. But definitely, I need to be wise to protect myself, to wear masks, and to practice social distancing and washing my hand. All these things. Let us say, I'm not going under. I come over. Greater one is in me. The Lord Jesus Christ is a greater one. The Holy Spirit is in me. I am an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. 
my dear brother and sister, if I can pull one cell out from your body and put under microscope, I gonna find your spiritual DNA labeled this way. This is an overcoming cell. This is an overcoming cell. Your spiritual DNA is from God. You are not the victim. You are the victor. Be joyful. Be happy. Amen. John chapter 14 verse 18 say, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, and helpless. I will come back to you. God say, He promises. He will not leave us helpless. The Holy Spirit is in us. He is our comforter, our guide, our counselor, our strengthener. And He is our standby. He is inside us. He is inside us 24-7. And we can hook up to Him anytime. We can stir him up inside us to give us the joy and faith anytime. I like what the Apostle Paul say in the Bible. He said this way in 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words. I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words. I understand. What Paul tried to say is this that you can hook up to the Holy Spirit and pray in tongue anytime. The Holy Spirit is not slumber. He does not sleep. He works 24-7. You can connect to the Holy Spirit anytime. He is always on. Some believers think this way. You cannot turn on the Holy Spirit and turn off the Holy Spirit. Sometimes He's sleeping. You cannot bother Him. No, the Holy Spirit is on all the time. You can pray in tongue anytime. You can pray in tongue in the airplane. You can pray in tongue in your bedroom. You can hook up to the Holy Spirit anytime. In any circumstance, you can stir up the Holy Spirit and give you faith and joy and strength and wisdom and power to fight against the problem. Don't blame the Holy Spirit if you are defeated. He is available anytime to help you to be overcomer. If you are defeated, because of fear and depression, don't blame him. He is there to help you anytime. When I perform surgery, the whole time, two and a half hours of surgery, I connect to the Holy Spirit all the time. Tell me, go right, go left, go this way, go that way. The Holy Spirit let me all the time. He is on all the time. It's our fault if we make mistakes because we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, New King James Version. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. In NLT, when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. This sermon and the next one, next Sunday, I would like to talk about this. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. You remember the story when the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt. They were oppressed 
by the ungodly king. They were groaning. Their groaning went up to heaven. God heard their cry, their sadness, and their groaning because they did not have victory. They were controlled, oppressed, and taken advantage of. They were so sad because they were under somebody who was not righteous. But when the righteous are in authority, people are rejoicing. When I first read this scripture a long time ago, I thought about the government, the president, the king, or the boss at work, or the husband who is in authority at the home. That if the husband is righteous, all the whole family is going to be rejoicing. I was thinking that way. But actually, this scripture is more than just the king, the president, the CEO, and the husband, or the head of some organization, or the pastor like me. When we talk about the righteous, who are the righteous? Are you the righteous? Are you the righteous? Some of you are not convinced. Are you righteous? In the world, there are two kinds of people. If you categorize people, one, the righteous. Two, the wicked. The word the wicked means the unrighteous. The Bible uses very strong word. Some people say that, you know, you should not stay just being righteous. You should be an angel. You should be an angel. If you become an angel, you are demoted. Because the category of being, the angel is lower than you. The angels are not son and daughter of God. They are just servant of God, sent by God to take care of you, to, to protect you, and to serve you. But we are the righteous. We are the redeemed. We are the sons and the daughters of God. We have the inheritance in heaven and on earth. We are the friend of Jesus. We are higher than the angel. The Bible says that we are like priests and kings. We can rule and reign with Christ on this earth in our life. Not only that, when Jesus comes back the second time, we're going to rule and reign the universe. We're going to rule and reign over the angels with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are higher than the angels. Are you glad? Therefore, don't try to make me an angel. I'm higher than the angel. Amen? We are righteous. And how can we become righteous? We become righteous by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of our sin. Receive Him into our life and walk with Him by faith. The Lord Jesus Christ on the cross took our sin away on His body. And He gave us an unreasonable exchange. He took our sin and He gave us His righteousness. So righteousness is a position. We have the position of being righteous. But in action, we should live a righteous life. You know, if you're really righteous, you really repent of your sin, you really follow God, you will not want to sin anymore. You want to repent quickly. You, you don't want to play around with sin. You don't want to follow the devil anymore. But we are righteous by position. Therefore, righteousness is not something you do. That you have to do this, do this, do this in order to be righteous. Righteousness is given to you. 
It was given to you. It's by grace. You don't earn it. God graced you, give you position of righteousness. Everyone say, "I'm righteous." To the person next to you, you are righteous. The Bible says, "When the righteous are in authority, what are the indication that the righteous are in authority? The people rejoice." Let me explain to you about this scripture. One of the biggest lies in the body of Christ is this thought, this idea. Listen carefully. This is not biblical. This idea is not biblical. The idea is this: God is in complete control. Everything that happens on this planet Earth and in your life, whether good or bad, whether you like it or not like it, all come from God. You have no control at all. God is in absolute control of everything. If somebody die, it's God's fault. If somebody blessed, have a good job, oh, it's from God too. God is involved in anything in the world, hundred percent. Bad and good. That is wrong doctrine. It's not true. Sometimes you hear the preacher say, "God is in control anyway. He can do whatever he wants. He is very mysterious what he is doing. Therefore, if you're sick, it's from God. No, it's a wrong idea. You remember if you read the book of Job, God really corrected both Job and the three friends. You are wrong. You blame me. You accuse me that this bad thing come from me. No, I did not let you have this thing. They blame God. They misunderstood God. That God is involved in any bad things in their life. All the bad things come from God. They attribute everything to God. Many Christians blame God and everything. They attribute all the good and bad things in their life to God. It's not true. Let me tell you this. Who is God? John chapter ten, verse ten. The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Do you believe in John ten ten? Do you think the Bible lie? No, the Bible doesn't lie. So anything that is involved killing, stealing, destroying, do not come from God. They come from the devil, from the thief. But why bad things happen to people's life? Because they make mistake, they sin against God, they don't walk by faith, they did not exercise their authority to come against the enemy. They let the enemy work in them. They don't know how to fight the good fight of faith. Why so many Jewish people in the Old Testament got into trouble? This is the way it is. If you walk uprightly, you repent of your sin, you walk with God by faith and in obedience, you're going to have a special protection over you. But when you start to sin against God, the protection is lifted. God cannot help you anymore, so the devil come and attack you. And I've seen this all the time in my life. That's why we need to repent every single day. We need to really shape up. Because if we continue in sin, we open the door for the devil to come in. That's why the Bible talk about gatekeeper. We must be gatekeeper of our own life, 
gatekeeper of our own home. As a husband, as a daddy, I will not let the devil come into my life, uh, into my home, to attack my children and my grandchildren. I stand as a soldier. I'm not going to sin against anybody. All the pains, all the tragedy and destruction and the chaos in this world, on the planet Earth and in this universe, are not God's choices at all. They are not God's plan. They are not God's will. God is not pleased with people destroyed, killed, stolen, died of COVID-19. It's not God's will at all, because God only come to give life and give it more abundantly. Let me show you another scripture. Okay, if you argue with me, it's not true. God want people to die. No. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I was teaching a series called "Ways to Victory," maybe three years ago or four years ago. The way, the key to victory is repentance. God doesn't want even one person to perish. He wants everybody to come to life and eternal life. What we do, repent and do the right things before Him. Don't say this way: everything that happened on earth was caused by God. I'm going to blame God. This bad thing, oh, God is behind it. Please don't say that way. God is not in complete control of this world. You are in control too. You know why? Because you have the free will. Can God force people to come to church on Sunday? No. Can pastor allow force people to come to church on Sunday? No. You have a free will whether you're going to go to QFC or you're going to come to church too. You have a free will whether you're going to wear the mask or not. No one can force you. But because I love people, I wear my mask. When I come around people on up here, I cannot do it because I'm far away from you and I have to preach. So. Bad things happen because of the devil, because of people's sin and rebellion. That's why bad things happen. We should not blame God. Now we come to this point. Are we righteous? Are we the righteous? Okay. Let me read this scripture. Luke chapter nine verses one to two. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons. And to heal diseases, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. In Luke chapter nine, did Jesus say to the disciple, "I am in complete control. You have to stand by, behind my back. You cannot do anything. You are not in control at all. God is in control 100. Did Jesus say that? What did Jesus say? You born again." I give you authority. You can command demons to leave. You can command sickness to go away from your life and from other people. You have authority. You can do something. It's not in complete control of God. You also can make a decision to be the righteous in authority as well. If you notice. Jesus give them power and authority. The word power here 
in Greek language is dunamis, and the word authority in Greek language is exousia. What is the difference? Let me compare to the police officer. The police officer hired by the government, well trained, they have authority to represent the government, and they have the right to do whatever the government. Tell them to do according to the law of the country. But you think the lawbreaker and the outlaw gonna be afraid of only the police outfit come in with a hat and the police clothes? Are they afraid? No. They are not afraid of authority. The outlaw. But they are afraid of the 150 pounds muscle and the gun on his waist. Authority means you have the right to do what is good and what God called you to do. God will back you up. But dunamis power means the gun. You have the power to support your authority. As I mentioned in the care group on Friday night, this past week alone, we have. Ten testimony from Los Angeles, Thailand, from this church in the YouTube. I put in the YouTube ten testimony of how God performed miracle on people's life, healing, provision, and they all rejoice. They're happy because they have authority. They exercise authority in the name of Jesus. In order to exercise authority, we need some forces and power. To support us, Amen. Acts chapter one verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. If we are filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue, we have the power from God, and we have the right to use the name of Jesus, and we know we have the power to heal the sick. We have the power to cast out demons from our home, from our own life. He gave us the power and authority. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 says, And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits and to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. When I read this scripture, I say, it's for me, it's for me, it's for me. Everyone say, it's for me. Do you have authority? Do you have power? Do you believe you have power? Jesus gave them power. Verse 6, Luke chapter 9, verse 6. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. The disciples of Jesus Christ in that generation were not perfect. They did not know everything, but they were the righteous. They went out into towns and cities, and they preached the gospel. They perform signs and wonders. They cast out demons and heal the sick. And the power of God backed them up. Do you need to see yourself that way? I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. The power of God is going to back me up. I can heal the sick. I can cast out demons. When people are set free from demons, they rejoice. When people are healed from sickness, they rejoice. Is that right? When the righteous is in authority... People rejoice. How many people, when God heals you, you rejoice? How many people, when you pray for your um, family members and they got healed and they rejoice? 
they rejoice because you are the righteous in authority. When I read to this scripture, you may hear some doctrine or theology of people that oh, you know, Jesus gave power only to the twelve disciple to establish the church, but after that, the power is over. No more power, and Jesus gave only to twelve people, not anyone else. Let's look at Luke chapter ten, verses one to nine. After this thing, the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. Then He said to them, "The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandal." And greet no one along the road. Jesus gave power and authority also to seventy disciples. Acts chapter two talk about Jesus gave us power when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is the power of God still around. Yes. Okay. Look at verse seventeen. I, the when the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. Look at Luke. 10, 17, I'm going to stop here. Then the 70, and I will come back next Sunday and continue this sermon. Then the 70 return with crying, grief, depression, amitriptyline, valium, seeing the psychiatrist, I'm so sad, with Joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. The 70 returned with joy. Were they rejoicing? Did they have the victim mentality? They were righteous people. And they went out with authority and power of God. People are sad and depressed because they were oppressed by sickness, oppressed by poverty, oppressed by COVID-19, oppressed by fear. That's why people are so depressed. Especially now, in the past few months, people are so depressed, so angry. Angry with the pastor too, not just only to the COVID-19. Pastor, you're talking about. They feel helpless. They feel hopeless. They're victim. They say, I cannot control. God allowed this COVID-19 to attack the world. It's from God. They blame God. No. You have authority. Don't blame God. Get out of here, COVID-19. You cannot touch me. I'm not going to be sick. Yes, I do my part. I wear the mask. I will respect people. I do my part. Like, as a doctor, I do my part to wear the mask when I perform surgery. I cannot say that, oh, God going to protect this patient by not wearing the mask. I mean, there's still physical law, natural law, and also spiritual law. You need to obey both laws. Is that right? When you drive a car, you put a seatbelt on, that is a natural law, not spiritual law alone. We can be in control. We have authority and power. God is not controlling everything. You have been given authority as the righteous. 
and you have the power to help people. My dear brother and sister, I, as a husband and father of my household and husband of my wife, I exercise authority all the time. When I stand in the OR, sometimes, many times, not sometimes, I think about Pastor Da. I say, in the name of Jesus, sickness cannot be on Pastor Da life. You get out of here. In the name of Jesus, poverty and sickness cannot touch my children and grandchildren. In Jesus' name, I exercise my authority. When I drive my car, I think about all of you. Your face rise up, my members. I say, in Jesus' name, you cannot touch my members. They will not be sick. They will not lose job. They will have enough income, more than enough to do the good work. In Jesus' mighty name, you should exercise your authority too by praying and commanding the devil to take the hand out from your family, from the, your pastor, from people around you. You have authority to exercise. You have the job to do, not just put all the responsibility to God. When the righteous are in authority, you rejoice, your children rejoice, your grandchildren rejoice, and people around you rejoice because you can get rid of the darkness out of their life. You have the power and authority And this power and authority is not only for the 12 disciples, not only for the 70 disciples, but for you too. If demons obey the 70, obey the 12, demons have to obey you too. When you come around, the demons have to run into the garbage can. The curse in your family have to run away from your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I know my home, in my life, we have the curse called eczema. Eczema attacked me, my son, my daughter, and my grandchildren. And every day I pray in the name of Jesus. Eczema cannot be on my children. Eczema cannot be on my grandchildren in the name of Jesus Christ. And I notice that my children, the eczema start to disappear little by little. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone say, I'm righteous. Everyone say, I have authority. Everyone say, I have power. From today on, I'm going to exercise authority. From today on, the power of God will support me. In Jesus' name, we continue next Sunday. Do you learn something today? Amen. Father, we thank you so much that you teach us the principle of faith, the joy of faith. We promise you, Lord, from today on, we are not going to keep looking at the news, bad news, all the lies and all the bad news, and become depressed and fearful to go to church. We are soldiers of Christ. We are more than conquerors. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, on the Holy Spirit on who is inside of us. He's greater than the pandemic in this world. Yes, Lord, we're going to do our part on a natural law to protect one another. But we are not going to live in fear. We're not going to live in depression. Lord, thank you so much. 
that you give us authority and power that we can do more than the wicked can do. Lord, everywhere we go, in our home, in our office, in our school, in the church, everywhere we go, people re- rejoice because we have the power and authority to command sickness and poverty and curse and problem and demon to leave people and leave ourselves. Lord, we thank you so much. We are the righteous in your eyes. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for us so that we can be the saints, the righteous of God. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand up? I will pray for you. Hallelujah. Because of the limited time, I cannot lay hand today. But I cannot put my hand up and pray for you. Oh, Father, give your people in this house more faith, more understanding of the spiritual law. They will not keep looking at the problems anymore. Your people in this house will not stay depressed, grievous, sorrowful. They will be full of joy. They shall laugh in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) They shall be full of authority and power. They shall experience what you say. The righteous are in authority. And the people rejoice. They shall walk in authority and power, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. Fill everyone, Father, with your glory, with your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.